I thought she knew. I said, hey, I was at your new church a few nights ago. She said, oh, what were you doing there? I said, Weight Watchers meeting. She said, oh, I thought maybe you had finally found Jesus. I stood feeling sucker punched, searching for the right response. My husband, trying to lighten the situation, said, I didn't know he was lost. I stood looking into the eyes of this grown woman, then the eyes of her two daughters. All I could muster in my mind was, I thought she knew. I thought she knew I don't look for Jesus in the walls of a building. I thought she knew that I don't identify as Christian, but I find Jesus in those who care for others. I thought she knew that I don't identify as Jewish, but I feel connected to God when I perform a mitzvah. I thought she knew that I don't identify as Muslim, but I know God is present in daily good deeds. I thought she knew that demonstrating faith requires more. I thought she knew. I thought my daughter knew me. So faith is a personal thing. How do you express your faith? I wear a chalice, jewelry sometimes. I come to church. I give to my church with time and money. But is that enough? While this little encounter with my daughter didn't make me question my beliefs, it did make me examine and re-examine how I demonstrate my faith, and it inspired me to write this sermon. So is it your fault if someone doesn't see your faith, or is it their fault for looking in the wrong place? In his article, Faith for the Unbeliever, in the winter edition of UU World magazine, the Reverend Dr. Daniel Chesney Cantor poses the question, what is faith? He writes, when we get right down to it, it's pretty clear we don't know. But it's often taken to mean strong religious feelings or a devout belief in something unprovable. If the only people who had faith were those who devoutly believed in unprovable religious concepts, many of us would be left out of the conversation. To go beyond these superficial definitions, we must move past purely traditional religious ideas and consider things that we practice every day but that are rarely given much attention. End quote. My favorite quote from his article is toward the end where he observes, when we deliberately engage with and even practice these aspects of faith, life becomes more meaningful and purposeful. I couldn't agree more. So for me, I see my faith as having three distinct aspects. First is the internal faith or spirituality that I feed by attending my church, meditating, finding that golden nugget in every service. I come here to be with like-minded people, learn about and consider perspectives I hadn't thought about, and grow closer to my UU brothers and sisters. This feeds my inner faith. But in order to live my faith, I have to demonstrate that faith in everyday ways. I need to take all of the growth <clears throat> and the perspectives and the beauty and transform it into something more. Although I love this beautiful historic little church, my faith only partly lives here. 
So the second aspect of my faith is in how I practice it outside the walls of this church. Sometimes I do this pretty well, and other times I fall a little short. I'm mindful of the fact that for me, it isn't enough to go through the motions while I'm in a house of worship and then drive home and flip someone the bird because they pulled out in front of me. And just as a sidebar, as a New Englander, that's really hard not to do. (laughs) I have to tap into my faith a lot for that. Um, So I call on my faith every single day, at home, at work, when I'm on Route 7, and people are driving crazy and dangerously weaving in and out of traffic. The fact that I don't scream out my window and display several hand gestures in retaliation is proof that I practice my faith. I find traffic and other stressors in life much easier to manage when I try to remember that I don't know what is happening in other people's lives. Perhaps they're stressed financially or emotionally, or perhaps there is an urgent matter they must attend to. And the best thing I can do is not add another crazy driver to the road, but slow down and let them go by. I practice and demonstrate my faith daily at work. Some of you know that I manage a senior center. Most of our members are truly wonderful, giving, and kind people. I learn lessons from them every day about how to be a decent and good human being. I'm sometimes very busy, but I've tried to remember to take the time out of my busyness to visit with them and enter into small talk, and most of all, to listen. There are incredible life stories and lessons of faith to be gleaned. I'm inspired by the many seniors who demonstrate their commitment to community and their faith by volunteering, by helping one another, and by showing care and gratitude to the staff for what we do. One person in particular who recently passed away was from Afghanistan. We'll call him Mr. P. When I first started my position over eight years ago at the center, I took time to wander around the center and introduce myself to the regulars. I stopped at a table of men sitting in the cafe and introduced myself. As I shook Mr. P's hand, he said to me, I am from Afghanistan. Does that scare you? And I said, I'm a woman. Does that scare you? (laughs) We both laughed, and we knew it was the start of a very special friendship. Getting to know Mr. P was a process. I first learned that he spoke five languages fluently, and he graciously agreed when I sometimes called upon him to help translate so that I could communicate more clearly with members from Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and India in our very diverse center. The entire staff grew to love Mr. P as he demonstrated diplomacy in his generous act of helping us communicate with our growing diverse community, and he even translated our membership forms into Punjab, Farsi, and Hindi. So it was no surprise to me to learn that he had worked on behalf of the Americans in Afghanistan. When his mission was discovered, he had to walk 80 miles through the desert to safety. His family was flown to the U.S., and he joined them here months later. Mr. P. often visited my office with seemingly small gifts, sometimes a handful of pistachios and other times a piece of fruit. I always gladly accepted these small gifts, but I didn't think much of it. After I got to know him better, I realized that these were a part of his daily good deeds as a practicing and faithful follower of Islam. He lived his faith in clear ways that I often mistook for just sucking up to the boss. (laughs) 
His death is fresh and raw for me. Losing people who we have grown to know and love like family is the toughest part of my job. Last week, I found a single pistachio in the doorway of our conference room next to my office. I had just been in that room about a half hour earlier, and I didn't see it there. I checked with other staff, but none had eaten pistachios that day. I don't know how that little pistachio got there, but I have faith that it carries a divine message from my friend, Mr. P. I placed that little pistachio on top of a mason jar in my office to remind me of the small but powerful and large, sometimes dangerous, ways we can show kindness, generosity of spirit, and compassion. A clear demonstration of living your faith every day. Some seniors are not so wonderful, and it takes moments of deep breathing, searching for ways to understand and remembering to keep compassion for them and their situation to find the right path to resolving issues both big and small. The third aspect of faith for me is how I incorporate it in my place uh, in the wider community. I feel it's a critical thing to do sometimes that helps to create a world that is in line with our UU principles. In the same winter issue of UU World, there is an article entitled, Do You Have to Be an Activist to Be a Unitarian Universalist? Six UU leaders were asked to reflect on this question especially as it relates to living in a, in a, quote, racially and politically charged era. Takia Amin, member of the Church of the Larger Fellowship and Black Lives of UU organization said, and I quote, the truth of the matter is that Unitarian Universalism as a faith and philosophy calls us to work toward building a sustainable, equitable context for all of us to live and thrive, and there is no getting around that. If you embrace and believe in our principles, dignity, justice, equity, and compassion, you can't sit idly by in the absence of those ideals in our society. We are supposed to uphold, as a matter of principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. How does anyone propose we get there if we don't take action to make that happen? Reverend Ranwa Hamami, chaplain for an elder care provider in Oakland, California, shared that he has teach us before to love, therefore to love, excuse me, teach us therefore to love tattooed on his arm. And he says, it's just below an image of a heart broken open, flames coming through its cracks. This line from a prayer by the Jamaican Unitarian minister, Egbert Ethelred Brown, speaks to the despair that our troubled and puzzled world brings and to the duty that comes with bearing witness to that pain. That duty, I believe, is the commitment to action that comes with the decision to call oneself a Unitarian Universalist. This winter issue of UU World is just chock full of great stuff. So read it if you have a chance. You should all be getting it. If you don't, good. There's an extra. If you don't, there's an extra copy in the back. Um, I have come to realize that my. This is me now. I'm, I'm finished his quote. <laughs> I've come to realize that my experience and education only get me so far. That much I know. My ability to manage life comes largely from my faith, inspired by the lessons and teachings of many faiths. I benefit from the reminder of our principles. You'll find them on the, they should be on the back of your order of service. Are they on the back of the order of service? 
So I'm just going to review them real quick. Anybody who wants to read them over with me. So an abiding belief that every human being has worth and dignity. This is a great reminder. I flip that, that order of service over every now and then and just read these because it's a good reminder for me. Um, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations, acceptance of one another, and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning, the right of conscience, and the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all, and respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. Amen, namaste, and blessed be.